This week on Erotic Awakening. Sex and kink coaching, figging, and an event. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive ad-free early access to podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be speaking with our good friend, Peter, from Chicago, also known in that area as Makes Things Happen, mm-hmm. about sex and kink coaching, and about shame, and about all kinds of good stuff. So, yeah, good conversation. But before we get there, I do want to ask you, Dawn, about... Um, as we've been talking about on the podcast for a while, mm-hmm. blah, 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 subscribe to the newsletter because of Chicago. Well, it's that time. We are actually on our way to Kinky College in less than five days after recording this podcast. Are you ready to go? Now, we've been over the last three... Let's back up a little more. Over the previous 15 years, we have averaged between 12 and 16 events a year. Yeah, and uh, it's been a little more than 15 years. But yes, you are correct. We and then, do. We have done. <laughs> Before and then, COVID. <laughs> and then over the last two and or three mm-hmm. years, we've averaged one event over those <laughs> past three years. And that event was our first actual event, but it was very uh, muted, I will say, in that... And I don't mean that to be in a negative way, but they limited mm-hmm. attendance. Everybody was masked. There wasn't really social space because people weren't supposed to be hanging out together. Right. But coming up in five days will be our first, well, things are kind of getting back to normal event. Now, they did limit the number of attendees. They are requiring masks. They are requiring vaccines. And requiring vaccines. But it's going to feel a lot like being back I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not sure. I mean, it's a, it's at least going to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to feel like things are getting back to normal. But we're all going to be masked, right? I'm going to be wearing something that probably says "No hugs," you know. And and it's so there's still limitations, but there's going to be a lot of people around we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. What one of the things that they've done to uh, adjust is. This event happened to have an intimacy room where you had eight beds on the floor mm-hmm. and lots of cuddle piles. Intimacy room. Yeah, we called it the orgy room. Well, you call it <laughs> what you like. No, not this year, though. No. So, which is a shame because um, at at Kinky College, that's where I used to run my Jill party, my Jill circle, which I uh, renamed the Volva circle. I've done that there like five times at this point mm-hmm. so and was was looking forward to it again but man it's going to be in the future before I do that again that's that's a lot of women with our heads very close together yep <laughs> so we're going to jump a little bit out of order uh we're going to bring you that interview with Peter in just a moment but first Dawn I am mm-hmm. going to say how are people going to know about how Kinky College went for us well, they can keep up with us and everything that we do. So through our newsletter, the book, book news, because we do have a book coming up, book discounts, all our events, and more. And, of course, you get your EA shout-out, like Cuppy from gloomy California. Not how I usually describe California. No, it's or not. I would, but that's okay. Debbie from, huh, 
car? <laughs> what would C-A-H be? That would be me having no clue how to spell Canada. Oh. Apparently, because that's Canada. <laughs> Sorry. April from w North Carolina. Master W.B. from the Midwest. Melanie from the North Carolina. Lola from Beirut. Dawn from Georgia. And Lilith from Indiana. And, of course, Tom from Chicago. Awesome. Brings it all back around. Brings it, it all back around. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, Dawn, a lot of people that reach out and listen to the podcast and they reach out and say, well, I really, really enjoy the podcast, but I could never do the kind of stuff you guys do. I am way too afraid to get involved in that kind of stuff. Or, or some people literally have shame around those desires and that kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and it isn't easy, right? We're the first people to say that, you know, uh, when we talk about exploring your kinks and impact play and even something like dirty talk or role play, it can be very challenging to open yourself up and walk through that kind of stuff. Oh, it really is. And, and as much as we try to invite people in, they can still hit stumbling blocks trying to, to make that first step or to, to do that first thing. Fortunately for us tonight on the podcast, we are speaking with Peter, also known as Makes Things Happen, who is a sex kink and relationship coach. Who uh, you and my understanding, Peter? First off, thanks for being on the podcast. I, I understand you work with both singles and couples. Yes, I do, and thank you for having me. Uh, just want to say I am a big fan of you guys, and I'm not just saying that. <laughs> you have inspired me years ago at one of your events. It's been great. So I'm really feeling honored to be here. Awesome, well, and we have known you for quite a while. So huh. awesome, awesome. It's it's interesting because. Before the show, I was explaining that we were going to make you do the um, the fetish kink list. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, the letter thing? It's like, wow, we're so rare that we have guests that listen to the podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, wait, you guys have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it says, my first question is, is that it says singles and couples, but what about moresomes? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I didn't want to put too much stuff on the website. You got to, you know, leave a little something for later. But I'm actually really happy to work with all types of configurations of people bonding together. Awesome. So how do you, I mean, it's really, you know, this, what, we've, what we're talking about is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, don't, people listen to Dawn and I, and it's like, oh, yeah, we walk into these these play parties and we take our clothes off and I make Dawn bark like a dog and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, like a Tuesday night, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but it came after a long struggle with under with what society had dealt with us beforehand, the, the appropriate way to treat each other in that if your husband looks at another woman, you're supposed to get jealous and that nice guys don't hit women. Even and good girls don't do this. I mean, that was a, a big struggle for me at the beginning. Yes, I wanted to be naked. Yes, I wanted Dan to rip my clothes off. Yes, I wanted all this stuff. And then when he told me to do so. It was like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> now it's, it's well, Peter's known us for a while. It, it's no problem. <laughs> so, so the need for a, um, somebody who could do, who can dismantle shame around kink and alternative lifestyles is obvious. But how do you end, how did you end up in this, 
this position that you want to help people with this. And that's going to lead into, of course, we need to know some of your background that I'm, I'm willing to share my shames with you. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'm uh, 54 years old, which means I have been alive in a unique time in history where technology has advanced greatly. So when I was younger, having these urges, and I really do feel like your kink urges, power exchange, need to hit someone, tie someone up, really is something that you are born with or you discover. Um, I really thought I was alone. And of course, who the heck am I going to talk to about this? So I squashed it. I buried it deep. When I started dating, I didn't know it at the time, but I was super romantic. I mean, literally cards, flowers, um, playing Prince Scandalous in the background to get laid. <laughs> Since Batman's big now, I'm going to bring up, you know, the Batman soundtrack and Scandalous is on there. Um, and I went through the whole um, relationship ladder. I girlfriends got engaged, got married, had kids. Life was pretty stable. But at some point when things were moving smooth, I was like, is this it? Well, unrelated, I ended up getting divorced and it really had nothing to do with kink. It was just, you know, quality of life, if you will. And I made the conscious decision at 47 to really dive in deep back in 2012, 2013. And um, I went in full throttle and that's kind of part of my personality. And as I met people and got more into the community, I noticed that a lot of people were struggling just to go to a munch. And I would, you know, kind of say, hey, let me introduce you to people when you're going to in the, uh, go to events and you go to the dungeon. Someone had the nerve to get there, but they weren't able to 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 actually go talk to anyone. Or when I would go introduce myself and not necessarily with the intent to play, but to kind of reward them for being there. And that just kind of evolved where my true, true kink really is to make things happen. Initially, it was all about me. It makes things happen for me. And I got really good at it. So I got kind of boring. So it was all about making things happen for others. And this is kind of the natural progression where I feel that there's a need of people who are at the stage where they know they want something and they Google fetish, they Google um, BDSM. And <laughs> they're confronted with page after page of porn, which is not what they're looking for, honestly. So I want to be that resource for someone who is in between the Google search of, hey, I want to learn how to do rope. I want to learn how to do power exchange. I want to learn how to talk about poly and then the actual act of doing it. And I think that's where I can help someone the most. When you, you came in, that, that's great. When you came into the lifestyle, when you made that decision, was it easy for you or were you, the, were you also one of those people that struggled to come to your first munch and to, to ask somebody, hey, can I like tie you up or something? Um, it wasn't hard for me to actually make the leap in terms of, OK, I'm already here. It was hard for me to transition from a vanilla life into a more kinky life? How much am I going to dive into it? And I think there's a distinction because it's not a matter of, hey, just show up to the munch and everything's fine. It's a matter of 
is this who I am? Do I like hitting other people? Do I like tying someone down and doing things to them? Wow, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. That discussion happened internally. But my personality-wise, since I'm very social, the actual act of going. And so I kind of see it from both ends where there's the social anxiety. That's a whole different thing. But then there's that internal struggle. And that's where I really focus uh, to kind of push myself. And I'm thinking, like we said at the beginning, I'm thinking many of us have that internal you know, struggle. And we've been doing this for 20 some years at this point, And there's still a little bit of struggle every now and then. Because especially if you start hanging around with people that are not in this lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or. <laughs> if, like my sister finds out and I'm trying to explain to her, no, I like it when I have marks <laughs> after a scene. And I, you know, so trying to explain it can actually, even after all this time, can dredge up a little bit of that. Ooh, who the fuck am I? <laughs> And you even actually, for me, I've noticed that depending on what the kink is, there are even things that even today, it's not a natural thing for me to ask for. You know, I just got reintroduced to uh, piggy play. uh, And it was something that uh, I really loved, went away for it for reasons now coming back. But it's it, it was something I'm like, why do I like doing this? Why do I like having a pet pig and having them run around? It's so weird. And that's the dialogue you have in your head. But I put through some mechanisms where I'm like, you know what? Let's get past the why. Because the why is normally why you're stopped. Why do I feel this way? Why am I this way? And normally you stop at that because you can't come up with an answer that's going to be satisfactory. You really can't. (laughs) So then let's talk about the who and the how and the what we're going to do. And I think that's more productive. The why may or may not come, but... You know, that's okay. Is one of the skills that you would teach, because one of the big things people have challenges with is even if uh, they're in a partnered relationship and uh, the one person says, you know what, I dig, I want, I want my wife to slap on a strap on and peg my ass. I can accept that about myself. What I can't do is tell my wife that. How do I communicate that? It's really scary as hell to make that you know, yeah. conversation, because as, as Dawn's mentioned, she had, she tried that conversation with one of her exes mm. and it went very poorly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ex. Well, I think the issue is people focus on the activity. All right. And, you know, earlier we were talking about rope and all oh, like, you know, rope, I can't do rope. It's too much stuff to worry about and memorize. <laughs> It's not necessarily about the activity. The activity itself, obviously important and the mechanics and and, and the consent, all that is critical. So I don't want to diminish that, but it's about you and your partner having the conversation about you and the partner um, having enough vulnerability and confidence to say something that you can't say to anyone else in the world. And if your partner ultimately goes, hell no, you're crazy, but Let's talk about other things that we can do. That is a huge win because you're still focusing on the connection and not the 36-inch dildo that you have in the suitcase underneath the bed. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like you teach people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just want to take a moment. I just want to take a moment to picture 
that 36 <laughs> inch dildo. It better be double ended. I, I now I want to stop pitching and go with your question. <laughs> I just wanted to put that in your head. There was well, no other reason. <laughs> oh, thanks. Maybe I don't know. Well, Let's as go long ahead, as Don. it was in your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So nice. it sounds like you are teaching them the foundation or the basics of negotiation which a lot of us struggle with how to do. Well, uh, yes, it's definitely a component, but I don't say but because I, I don't want to make a, a distinction. A negotiation is part of the entire process. In order to negotiate, you have to know your starting point. In order to, to have your starting point, you have to know what you want. And if you can't explain to yourself what you want, that negotiation is going to go to shit. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like the negotiations where it's like, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Well, what would you like? Well, I have a flogger. Sure, I like to be flogged. And you end up with a flogging scene. Yes. You need a little more than that. A potentially bad flogging scene. <laughs> so, oh, yes. so no, yeah, know what you want. And that's difficult for people. And easier said than done, yeah. but there are techniques, there are things you can do uh, that I can help with, quite frankly, to actually help self-identify what's really going to get your kettle boiling. That sounded cheesy, but you get the point. <laughs> um, and then we can work on being able to talk to someone, but it really is a matter of communication, whether it's self-talk or to your partner or partners. Nice. So what is it if I do make this decision, I'm ready to go talk about my my kink or get through my shame or with my partner and talk, explore polyamory, whatever it is. What does a session look like when I reach out to you? All right. Well, we have a couple of options. Um, you reach out, go to my website, uh, makes things happen. Net. Subtle plug um, <laughs> and book a session. And it depends on what you want to accomplish. It could be as uh, hands-off as a virtual session where I'm talking to you one-on-one -on -one or you and your partner or partners um, and really kind of ask questions to first seek to understand and then be understood. I think that, I think I got that from somewhere. I, I wonder where. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then we kind of talk it through and, by the end of the session, there's going to be a concrete action plan for you and yourself, your team, <laughs> you know, but there'll be something to do. And, and you can either book another session to either uh, give me some feedback on how it went, or you can cut it off for sure and then go on about your business because you got this. Um, but then I can also do uh, in person. I do uh, shibari and, and vintage uh, rope bondage. Uh, so I can do hands on. Um, I can even be in the bedroom and be a literal coach, hands off if necessary, and go ahead and uh, kind of help um, help a couple or couples connect with one another. Very sure nice. That sounds fun. Hey, well, Some, yeah, something uh, uh, you can only do if you're a coach. Right. A coach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and that's just <laughs> fun, regardless for us, say, at least. Got, anyway, I don't got, know. You've got the picture going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Of course. With. I, and, I, and I know, and I know this from your bio that you've got like some kind of crazy 
6,500 hours of direct experience in this kind of stuff. On the math. <laughs> what? I mean, do you get, what's stopping you from getting bored? What's stopping you from getting bored? Didn't you just post a picture on Fed about being collared and 21 years of being together? That is true. Granted, yes. <laughs> I can be rude and say same question, but here's the reality. Um, maybe two or three years into all this, I was like, oh, I got this. I, I know everything there is to know about kink. And then you go to an event and you see other people do something that you never even conceived of. And you go, holy shit, I know nothing. <laughs> it's it's an ongoing thing. It's equivalent to how I think of uh, shibari. Shibari is an infinite combination of frictions and knots and tension. Uh, you can do it for a week or you can do it for 20 years. It's always changing, always evolving. And that's how I feel about kink and fetish and power exchange. It's always evolving or devolving for that matter, but it's never stagnant. Very cool. How do I get, how do I uh, find out more about this and, and book a session or, or just poke around to find out more about it? All right. Well, I once again have a website, uh, makesthingshappen.net. That's M-K-S-T-H-I-N-G-S-H-A-P-P-I-N.net. Because, you know, God forbid I make it simple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or, of course, you can find me on FET under Makes Things Happen. Um, Message me, say hi, say I'm full of it, whatever. (laughs) Always happy to, to talk to everyone. Very cool. Well, hang out with us uncomfortably for a moment while we wrap this thing up. And actually, um, as we discussed earlier, we are going to uh, actually ask you to help us with our three fetishes for this week. Uh, You foolishly agreed yes without (laughs) actually asking what was on the fetish list this week. So let's find out. Uh, You're reading the list? Not so easy, not so easy. Don, I will make it easy for Peter, though. I understand what you asked me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just reading the list. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, according to the podcast guest creed, you have already agreed to everything that I might ask. I don't know if you've read that law, but (laughs) Don, we'll make it easy on Peter by you can go first. I can go first? Yes, but don't look at the list now. You got to keep looking at me. One, two, or three. And don't pick one because I'll pinch you. (laughs) Uh, Two. Okay. Don? How do, oh, you mean this is no fucking fair. Uh, should I do three? Nope, too late. Okay. Dawn, how do you feel about fellatio? Giving blowjobs? Yes. That is like my, one of my things. <laughs> I do love, I, I do love um, 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 an awesome, mindful blowjob. <laughs> you know, last week or recently on a podcast episode, we talked about face fucking. And you mm-hmm. say face fucking and, and fellatio is two separate animals. Yeah, I think it is. So for me, and that's just my opinion, a blowjob is a blowjob, mm-hmm. right? Blowjob, I'm, I'm sucking a cock. Each one is special. I just wanted to make sure. You- <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. So, but face fucking to me is very much of a power exchange thing, whereas fellatio, a blowjob, doesn't have to be. All right. right? There, right. There's, for me, there's a different energy in it. Um, and actually I would say with, I was thinking, um, I would say with fellatio that I'm actually kind of a little bit in control. 
with face fucking, the person I am giving the blowjob to is in control. So when you say you're in control, are you saying because you have teeth? No, I'm just saying because usually the person is laying back and enjoying. Okay, fair. So, cool. Peter, do you have an opinion on blowjobs, either giving or receiving? No opinion. Next topic. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, bad, a big fan of receiving uh, blowjobs. I'm a big fan of face fucking. Uh, there is a very close proximity to those. Um, there's definitely a power element when I'm doing it or getting done to me or engaging in help, engaging in the activity. Um, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of like messing with the balls, you know, so people have messed with my balls. So there's your power where they really could cause some serious damage to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, after, after potential impact scene, they have their opportunity to, uh, um, have their revenge (laughs) fair enough so wait wait what about you do you like giving or receiving i am uh, a fan of receiving Mm -hmm. i have never given to this point as i have yet to meet a penis that i'd say well that belongs in my mouth okay but um (laughs) never say never that is true that is true except for your own you're like okay i could do that one i've tried that i I will admit to trying it i'm not willing to get my ribs removed I will say, I bet I give a pretty good blowjob. You think so? I'm, because I, you know what you like. Right, yeah? and I would give me a pretty good blowjob because <laughs> I know exactly what I like. Well, that's, that's literally all talk. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> uh, Peter, one or three? Uh, number one. How do you feel about fat fetishism? This is the sexual attraction to people that are considered overweight or obese, and it is attracted because of their weight and size? Well, I love all body types. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I personally am a fan of, you know, what's inside, you know, but realistically, to look at a nice round belly (laughs) definitely gets me going. A nice big ass, you can... Do many things too. <laughs> also a big fan. Um, so yeah, thumbs up for me. Good. Awesome. Awesome. So I actually, because I used to be larger, I actually used to be a little offended when it, people came to me as a fetish. Mm-hmm. When it was like, oh my God, I love your apron, which is when you have the big belly that hangs down over your thighs. And I got over that. Right. I got over it, but I still ended up having the surgery that removed that part of my belly. But that was more for um, so that I could do the things I wanted to do, like zip lining and <laughs> and things like that. It was getting in the way of the physical stuff that I wanted to do. But um, otherwise, it's not a fetish for me. I'm, I'm kind of like Peter and that I, I like I go by the inside. Mm-hmm. So more than someone's physical appearance for the most part. So not a fetish, not a kink, yeah. but um, I, I don't mind playing with larger people. Same, oh, I enjoy. <laughs> same for me, not a fetish, <laughs> but I will say, um, not that I look at porn, but when I look at porn, I have recently started looking more toward the BBW tags. That's funny, because I do too. Because more, it seems like they're more authentic people. Yeah. And I don't mean that to be anti 
not skinny, BMW, yeah. <laughs> but people that are making a living off of porn have the more normal uh, model sort of bodies mm-hmm. where the people that are on BBW that I'm watching and not necessarily porn, but just, you know, self posting stuff. It seems more like, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I need to book a session with Peter to unwrap all that. That's pretty <laughs> complex. Happy to help. <laughs> Can I pay you in Felicio? We'll talk later. We'll talk. <laughs> what, what, what's mine? So our next F letter is figging. So using ginger root to create a burning sensation, it must be peeled before it can be inserted anally or vaginally. Do you know I've only heard of it done anally? I have too. So, yeah, but they're saying both. I have no opinion on it whatsoever. I've never done it. I've never had it done. I've never done it with anyone, never, nor do I really, I can't grok the concept of what it would be like. So I have a really hard time even wrapping my head around. That's that's kind of funny because that, it, uh, yep, been doing this for 22 years and I've never done a figging. And I have. Even at Christmas? Even at Christmas. It feels no like a Christmas figging, figgy pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've brought in Penny Girl, Penny Girl and um, her. Wait, wait, can I make a terrible joke? I can't stop you. I'm sure you can. <laughs> figgy pudding is what happens after the figging. Oh, no. Ah, ah. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Well, as someone who has uh, a top for that, I can confirm that that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it still might be something I don't try for a while, but I know people are really into it. So when I bring Penny Girl in to teach a class, it is packed because it's not something that you see a lot. So people want to know how to do it and do it safely. Mm-hmm. And usually when um, there's a figging class, there, there's like caning involved as well. So it's like not just figging. So when you talk, Peter, is it mm-hmm. like figging and something? Or is it just the figging? Yes. So I have a partner who always wanted to try it. And I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) Um, Fortunately, she did the research. She, you know, then kind of hopped from the bottom, which I'm totally fine with, because how else are you going to get better at things? And uh, we, you know, whittled it to the appropriate length with the base. And then we inserted it. And it did its job. It started burning. And as you know, the more you clinch down, uh, the more the juices flow, both the, <laughs> the, the, the ginger as well as the uh, other juices. And um, because I'm me, of course, I started spanking her with the paddle with the express purpose of getting more clinching. It was a super hot, fun scene. It was more fun than mean i mean it was mean but it was more the adventure of doing something new something that she always wanted to do and something quite frankly i had no clue about doing and it was just fun it was fun fun i'm listening to the description and i still don't know it's something i want to do but people enjoy it nice thing is you don't have to (laughs) there's still plenty out there i haven't done and would like to 
Cool. So, Dawn, I see that Chip, the tentacle guy, is back. Thank you. I really love the links. There's a, there's a couple of people, and Chip is one of them that likes to send links, and they're really pretty cool. So um, today there are six links. Let's see what we got here. So we've got everything from a painting on a wall to make a hose, like a hose that's that's awesome. on a wall. Yeah. It makes it look like, a, um, it actually looks like the captain from... What's the Johnny Depp pirate thing? Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. So it kind of looks like his face. Mm -hmm. So it makes the hose look like a tent tentacle. So that's pretty awesome. That's original. I like that. Yep. And then, uh oh, what happened to the other one? I have to dig one up. And then there is a plaque with a camera on it, and it shows the little "Don't do this" symbol on it, and it says, "Please don't flash the octopus." So I have a feeling it's an octopus tank, but just. The way the plaque says, please don't flash <laughs> yeah, the octopus. Right. So that is cute. I'm Either gonna... flash photography or lift your shirt up, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> That's the way I took it. And then there is someone made a ceramic thing. This is going to be hard to describe, I guess. It's a ceramic bowl. And it is full of ceramic tentacles coming out of the bowl. And they have dripped macaroni and cheese over it. I think that's all ceramic, too. And then in the back, there's a box that looks like macaroni and cheese, except it says Lovecraft. Very cool. <laughs> Versus just craft macaroni sure, and cheese. Right, yeah. right. That is actually cute, the way they put that uh -huh. all together. And then there is a bicycle that this I cannot describe. It is a bicycle, but the frame... Is a squid. Is a squid. And I don't... Yeah, you, you'll you have to see that one. Um, you're going to have to put that on the Discord channel. Yeah. I don't, we can't describe that. That one I can't describe. So, and then there's a dude. He must have had one fucking hairy chest. <laughs> but they've, they've um, uh, shaved his chest in such a way that they left hair on it that looks like an octopus. That must have been a hairy chest. You're not it kidding. It had to have been a hairy chest to have that much still left. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, so the other one was a stuffed octopus wrapped around a cat on a cat tree. And like, that cat does not look happy about it that. It does not look happy. And it's, but that's cute. So thank you, Chip. Lots of stuff to look at. So we'll put a couple of those links on the show notes. Oh, no, no, no. In Discord. Put a couple of the photos yeah. on Discord. Yeah. yeah, the photos go in Discord. Cool. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Donna at the Twitter and FetLife. We're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and or Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.